Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today our guest is Gideon Tihai, founder of Pixis, a brand and content management agency for entrepreneurs with a global vision. Hi, and thank you for making the time. Hi, Tatiana. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Wonderful. Let's start with a little bit of a background. Give me a short introduction of yourself and how was your journey? How has your journey led you to Pixis? Oh, okay. Hi, guys. So my name is Gideon, like Tatiana said, and I'm a strategist and a brand designer based in Lagos, Nigeria. I basically help um, ambitious businesses make sales through effective strategy and design. And I started out by in university. I studied architecture in school. And this was where we had to learn more about design, learning more about the users, you know, creating spaces that work. You know, and also, you know, in architecture design, right, any omission in your design process could cost lives. You know, it could be behind bars for a mistake. Mm. Design. We have to be cautious of every design decision we made. And after school, I actually won an award in brand design. And I felt, okay, maybe I could give this a try. So I sort of dropped architecture ever since so a few years ago. And since then, I've not looked back, right? It's, it's been <laughs> a hell of a journey, to be honest. And Lots of learning, lots of experimenting, lots of trying out new things with, with different kind of clients. So after school, I actually got a job um, as a founding designer at a betting company here in Nigeria. So I was actually taxed with working on their branding, working on the marketing and their messaging. And after this, right, I decided that, okay, maybe it's time for me to probably jump ship and start my own business. So it was a very bold move. My family was against it, actually. In fact, they actually <laughs> called me. 30 minutes call just to tell me that you've made the wrong decision. They were telling me about, no, this is wrong and everything, right? But I think I'm actually happy and glad that I took that very bold step because that what has really shaped me into being resilient, right? And also, you know, helping people, you know, craft their messaging and also tell their stories through visuals and design. And you said you well, initially started with architecture and that sort of led you. What would you say there are parts of what you did with architecture that are useful to you today in working with brands? Yeah, very, very useful. So I would say something about architecture being a very broad course, right? Because you learn so many things. You learn about engineering, you learn more about the users, you learn more about the environmental design. And all of this actually transcends into what I currently do today. So graphic design slash brand design, you know, basically, because I think brand design, right, it's all about the users, right? It's all about the brands, mm. you know, how they interact with their users, right? And coming from an architectural background, I sort of have understanding of how users behave, how users interact with, with spaces, with colors, with textures, everything. Mm. So all of this actually shaped what I currently do today. I think that's fascinating what you, because you said, rightly, as uh, you mentioned at the beginning, with architecture, it's such a responsible thing that, you know, literally building stuff that can fall on somebody's head. So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. user experience taken to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where, But in a way, that because it's so important and such a high risk, people don't forget when they're building that it's not just about something beautiful, 
but it also has to be fun- functioning. It also has to be safe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is something I feel entrepreneurs can miss when it comes to their brands, because obviously the consequences are not. Um, I mean, it can kill the brand, but it's yeah. not. You know, luckily, <laughs> it's it's not. Exactly. So, but yeah, because because it is this way, I feel that a lot of entrepreneurs are missing things. And like in my case, where I, I work with premium names, you would I would speak a lot to people who go, oh, it's um, you know, it's a nice nice to have. It's not important that domain name. It's not important for us. But we are okay with whatever name. And it's I'm always like, yeah, but it's not about you. It's not about you being okay. It's about your clients. And I'm sure like you must have a similar experience with, um, with your clients as well. Yes, definitely. So yeah, it's, if, if we can summarize that a bit of a, as a takeaway for, for our audience, it's, it's important to always remember that when you're building a brand, when you're building a website, when you, whatever it is, your product or service, it, the focus has to always be what is better, what is the best that you can do for your audience. Yeah, true. Interesting. Yeah. And you, like, I noticed on your website, and that probably comes from your architectural background, you talk a lot about strategy. Tell me more, what is um, brand strategy and how or why do you see it's needed? All right. So um, I was going to actually share a slide, you know, just share a slide about my um, work, if that would be possible. Can I do that? Um, let me see. Well, it's going to be a podcast. So unless I include the slide afterwards as something people can view as they listen to the podcast. Okay, if it's a podcast, we can probably go on. That's fine. Yeah. I can just, I can just, maybe just go through the slide as I'm talking. So go ahead. Yes. All right. So, yeah, interesting question, Tiana. And um, Sorry, let me start again. So interesting question, Tatiana. Yeah, um, brand strategy. Before I actually go into brand strategy, I'd like to talk more about what brand and branding is. Right. So basically, mm. according to Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos says what um what people say about you or your business when you're not in the room is what what you call a brand, right? Mm. So um when I also added you as an entity because you as an entity are also a brand, a personal brand, right? What where you go to, what you say, what you put on social media, what you interact with, these are ways people perceive you. And branding its own is going to be that conscious effort of trying to let people or shape how people think about you and your business, right? And brand strategy basically is, is, is very, in very simple terms, right? Because it can get very broad at times. Mm. It's basically figuring out where, what the business goals are and how to get there in very, very basic terms, right? And strategy in its own could be in different use cases. So maybe you want to raise awareness about your brand. You also want to launch a new business or you want to launch a new product or you actually want to... Um, uh, work on a product renewal. So even what product renewal is, it's, I think this applies more to FMCGs, so fast-moving consumer goods um, who work with physical products, uh, you know, um, shelf presence and everything. So all of these are actually very key in um, in planning out where you where we are and where we need to be as a brand. No, yeah. As as you were talking, I'm thinking about does that apply to everyone? Does everyone? Does every brand has to have a strategy? Yes, actually, they do. As long as you have a goal in mind, you need to have a strategy. I mean, you really, you really can't just say, "Okay, I need, I need to make sales," right? And you don't even know the, like the roadmap. So, strategy mm. helps us the roadmap how we how we intend to achieve these goals. 
And how do you how do you help your clients do that? Okay, so I start by, start with a discovery call. So it's it's a very simple one hour discovery call where I, tr- I tend to ask them questions. So you know, in in therapy, right? Um, mm. If you go go meet a therapist, right? He, he or she asks you questions about your about you about your, what's going on with you. You know, she they try to you know get to the root causes of what's going on with you. So we basically use we have like a question question template that we use for brands, right? And also follow. The seven powerful coaching questions by Michael Bungie, you know, talking about, okay, I can ask you right now, what's on your mind, right? And then I ask you, what else? So the follow-up question there is, I know that something's on your mind, but something that you could also be missing, right? So I, I tend to ask you again, okay, what, what else, right? And then mm-hmm. what's the real challenge here? You know, you could also say several things that's going on with your business, but you're not actually saying the challenge, right? You know, what keeps you up at night? What, what does it make you sleep? What does it make you comfortable with your business? So we ask so many questions that helps us to understand the root causes. And strategy works well when the founders themselves know more about their business. So mm. just like how in therapy also, right? The therapist doesn't exactly propose solutions for you. They make you clearly think about solutions yourself. So they ask you questions like, and you realize that, okay, maybe this is what I could do next for my for myself or my business, you know? So these are like ways we help with strategy and how we get to the root causes of strategy. And then... We now try to work on, we have like a workshop, a two-hour, two-day workshop where we take them through some um, slides, you know, asking them more questions about their business, about their audience. And I think most times, right, it's been like um, what our customers have said is they actually felt like they didn't know their business before now and it made them understand Mm. more about their business and what to do. Like it feels like they came here with a whole bunch of thoughts and then they leave with clarity because they know what to do next Mm. and they know you know, you have to prioritize because there can be so many things to do, right? But you have to also prioritize what you need to do before this, you know? Yeah. So you help people get clarity about their business. And then once they have that direction, then they can build that strategy and line up those steps of how to get there. Yes, exactly. And who do you work with? What type of size, for example, a business has to be to be able to work with you, location, etc. cetera? Who, who do you work with? Okay, so um, we I basically work with small to medium large medium to large um, stars corporations. I think starting out right, it was quite hard working with small businesses because, like, they're very small team, so they really don't have the much time more time to uh, execute strategy. You know, jump onto meetings because this one once the CEO is like the financial guy, is the HR is the so like lots mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tend to work with medium to large scale corporations now. Actually, I have a, a client now. I would, I would say I would describe it as a medium um, size, right? And, and it's it's quite nice because these guys they're, they're like nine countries in Africa, and we're helping them to, to align their messaging and visuals across these countries. And it's been, mm. I would say, tasking because you know trying to understand, um, la- like okay, right now the the company is in is is a French company, so we I don't even speak French, but I'm talking to French people, you know, understanding how they react to several uh, stimuli you know how they how they perceive the brand currently you know understanding where the brand needs to be and when how we can bridge that gap you know it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually quite tasking but also very fulfilling for both the mm-hmm. clients and my team too okay imagine I, that was going to be one of my questions and we kind of jump to it now because you sort of attached on that um i, I speak with entrepreneurs from like all over the world and i'm always like when somebody is not in europe or america i always ask them 
how do you find it working from, in your case, you're in Nigeria, right? Yeah. How do you, I mean, I'm sure there's some challenges, but there's also some upsides to that. How, how, how does it work for you? I was just talking about like challenges working from Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say one of the challenges working from Nigeria would be um, internet issues. So <laughs> funny enough, there was a time I got into a meeting and the client was like, Gideon, open internet is good today. And I'm like, well, I think this, <laughs> right? Like the thing is, this get to you, right? But you don't have to let them get to you. And um, we also have like um, really bad um, infrastructure in Nigeria. So it's, sort of affects you know the work you do but i sort of created like this internal i would say internal facilities for myself you know to get you know me get myself good internet get myself you know stable electricity mm. and everything i need at work to work um efficiently so yeah sometimes we get to you but you just have, just have to fight back you know don't let it get to mm. you yeah well I'm, I'm in uh france and i don't have good internet here in the countryside so i mean it's not <laughs> it, it happens it happens everywhere which is crazy you would have thought by you know like 2022 23 soon exactly we, we were supposed to have like flying cars and everything we can't even the internet. <laughs> yeah, we also have the same thing too <laughs> 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 yeah craziness all right um so what would be the process where can people reach you if somebody feels like you can help them with their branding all right so you can reach me via my website so if you open pixelsagency.com you definitely see a call to action there saying book a call it's it's orange <laughs> it's big you can't, you can't actually miss it so you can always <laughs> book a call with me so this call could just be like a very simple um, call just to even know if you need strategy at this point or you need something else, you know, if you're quite unsure about what you need as a brand or, you know, um, what, what the next step is going to be as a brand, you can always book a call and then I'll, go, I'll always be there to, you know, speak to you and help the way I can. Last thing, I'm kind of, that was going to be my last question, but you mentioned it and kind of reminded me I missed that one. You, you said people can reach you on Pixies agency.com and i deal with domain names so i can't help myself what do you feel is the like you went for a .com extension for example which is a you know a global one you didn't go for some uh, local domain extension what is your experience and what are your tips for brands when it comes to domain names okay so i will talk about my experience with pixels so When I started Pixis, I didn't want it to be an agency per se, because I didn't like the word agency, because I felt like agencies were just there to just probably, you know, uh, take people's money, you know, do, do stuff. And, uh, but like, I wanted it to be more like a personalized kind of design consultancy for people. But And then mm-hmm. my biggest issue was finding the right domain name. So I tried checking out Pixis.com, it was actually not, not available. And I didn't want to go with domain names like .ai, .io, because I felt, why would I do that? Because, you know, I think .io goes more with um, techie brands or tech brands. And .ai, so feels kind of artificial intelligence kind of uh, domain, right? And also, I think the other issue I had with other domains was because um, sometimes if I paste my domain name on a chat box, maybe on WhatsApp or any other chat box, it doesn't come out as a link. It comes out as, mm-hmm, as a regular mm-hmm. text. So that's like my biggest issue with those domain names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just said, okay, I think for now, at least for the first two years, let me go with agency. When I build a brand name, I could probably maybe buy pixels.com or, or something mm-hmm. else, you know? So that was like my mm-hmm. biggest issue. And I think for my clients, right, I'm always going to ask, um, advise them to go with something simple for now. 
just like I said, right? Once you, you get your foot in the door, you can definitely change your brand name. I think my one of my clients actually does the dot co, and I actually try to understand from the user point of view because I think most people in Nigeria don't really understand or know that dot co could be also be an extension, right? So I always say maybe mm-hmm. don't try dot co for now until the people around you or until your target audience understand. Okay, dot co could be an extension, right? So dot com mm-hmm. feels right, you know. Dot ai, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that's FR, like you're in France, right? So that's mm. FR is France. So people understand that that's, that's the domain name. But maybe in Nigeria, I'm like, okay, what's that? You understand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's always, so, always, yeah. always goes back, back down to the users or your context, where you are as, as a brand. Mm. Exactly. And uh, goes back to what we were saying earlier about the, the brand. And I think that that kind of is a rule applies to just about anything you do in business it, it has to be with your customer in mind and, and like you say there are there are cases where a global extension can be perfectly fine and there are other cases where you would be i mean losing customers or confusing your customers so it really depends on the business and what you mentioned with uh, your particular case with pixie's agency that is yeah. something that I see very, very often where entrepreneurs do exactly what you do. Like they like their name, they add a word, and later on, as they expand, they can then secure the shorter, what we call exact brand match version, which is, um, I think you, you're you doing absolutely the right thing in that yeah. case, not compromising on your name. And, and as you grow, you know, uh, you can drop the agency part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, that's that's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for making the time. And I'm sure our listeners will find some useful information in that and can reach out to you if uh, they need some help with building their brand strategy. All right. No problem. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me also. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.